Are those sheep still walking in a circle wherever they are? <gasps> I have a lot of concerns about these sheep. Somebody posted it in the Facebook group. Was it you that posted it in the Facebook group? And then uh, somebody else, Courtney, I think, sent it to mm-hmm. us on Instagram. And I'm just like, this creeps me out for no, I can't exactly determine what it is that creeps me out about it, but I hate it. <laughs> Potentially solved seven hours ago. Tell me. We know that they've been walking continuously in a circle for 12 days. And if you've seen the video of it. Mongolia. North China. so creepy. Okay. My thing is, before I get to, I haven't read this yet. Sheep are followers. (laughs) You know how people are like, don't be a sheep. Mm -hmm. So what if one was just like, I'm going to do this for shits and giggles. (laughs) (laughs) And And then he's like. I wonder how long they'll keep following me. And they do. And he's like, guys, I'm exhausted. It's almost like the American political system. <laughs> exactly. Like, what if a couple decide to step out? Are they going to follow those? Hey, this is the Witch's Magic Murder Mystery Podcast. Oh, hey, guys. I'm Megan. I'm Kara. We're yeah. talking about sheep. Yep. Sheep in a circle. A potential explanation has been shared by Matt Bell, a professor and director at the Department of Agriculture at Hartbury University in England. It looks like the sheep are in the pen for long periods, and this might lead to stereotypic behavior with the repeated circling due to frustration about being in the pen and limited as to where they can go. This is not good. The other sheep join as, oh, I was right, as they flock animals, bond, or join their friends. There's a good lesson here about how, like, just because it's the way you've always done something doesn't mean it's the way you always have to keep doing something. Yeah. And you don't have to just fall in line with the people who've always done things a certain way. Yeah. <laughs> it says the it. farmer said pretty much that. The farmer did? Yeah, that, not about people, but about a sheep. That I mean, I like, was not, just started. I was talking about the sheep too, Kara. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you're saying. Right, 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 sure. He said just a few started displaying this behavior, but then... They all started following suit. And some of the people were like, we don't know if they're stopping to eat and drink, but they have to be. Because mm-hmm. they would starve to death. They'd be passing out like our dancing plague people. Well, that's what uh, Courtney said. She goes, it reminded me of the dancing plague. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Little followers. Don't yeah. be a sheep. Yeah. I don't like it when people. Sheep me. I just, just, I have a new policy where I'm just going to take everything as a compliment. <laughs> I'm like, oh, thank you. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> I am. Very soft and cute. Thank you. <laughs> just like a sheep. <laughs> Hey, did y'all know Kara's pregnant? Hey, guys. (laughs) Starting in December, which I guess will be soon next week, we are going to do one episode a week starting in December because we're preparing for Kara to give birth. We are. Because clearly it's going to be a very busy time for me. We will be exhausted. (laughs) Yeah. Kara's birth is going to take a lot out of me. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, guys. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I have a story for you today. Do I have a story for you? I do. So this story was sent to us by Tabitha. She DM'd us on Instagram. And I have no idea. I think it's been a long time ago since also, she Also, I was going to say, guys, we love receiving stories from you all. Yeah. And keep them coming. Even if we don't respond immediately, mm-hmm. we will add yeah. them to our list. We're very excited and grateful. And we'll get to them. Yeah. We are reading them and we do love them, even if yes. we haven't responded Yeah, yet. yeah. Okay. Her message was, I am absolutely in love with you guys. (laughs) I listen to your podcast all the time while working. As soon as I stumbled upon your podcast, I started binge listening, and I literally laugh and giggle out loud all the time, and people look at me like, 
Like, she's crazy. And we get that a lot, which makes me happy. Yeah. And then she says, keep up the good podcasting. I have a great story I'd love to hear you talk about. And then I'm not going to tell you the synopsis of it. But okay. I know it took me a while to get to this story, Tabitha, but I'm super glad you sent it in because I'd never heard about it. It's another one of those, as I was researching it, I just kept talking to people around me about it. I was like, can you believe this story? Yeah, like, can you? What is happening? Yeah. Once upon a time, there was a little boy whose name either sounds like two first names or two last names. Mm -hmm. His name is Granger Taylor. Granger. Like Hermione. Yeah. Do you know that I didn't even think of that? (laughs) (laughs) He was born on Vancouver Island. Okay. Which is in the land of British Columbia. Canada. The Vancouver's. Mm-hmm. Granger had three siblings. His dad died when he was an infant. So his mother remarried mm-hmm. and his stepfather brought with him three step siblings and a half brother. Oh, wow. so, so he grew a up lot of kids in that with album. seven siblings total. It just sounds great to me. Yeah. I know you had a whole lot of siblings. I oh, yeah. And I love the one I have. I just think mm-hmm. it would be fun to have a house full. Granger grew up there and he grew and he grew and he grew. He was this really large, stocky guy. Okay. And he was pretty strong, too. Like, he could throw his friends around a wrestling ring. But even though he's this really big guy, he wasn't mean or aggressive. Like not a, a bully type. Exactly. He was pretty quiet, withdrawn, and they called him socially awkward. And I'm like, same. <laughs> and Who's not anymore? He, he spent a lot of time alone in his room taking toy gadgets apart. Oh. So, if we're being honest, Granger was a little weird. Like me. Also, I, know, I, get I it. constantly did stuff like that. Yeah. Well, I even put here, I spent a lot of time <clears> thinking, <throat> how can I be less weird? <laughs> it's hard, though, when you don't know exactly what it is. Like, yeah, you're like, like, am I that awkward? Right. I know because I can tell in my interactions with other yeah. people, I'm a little weird, but I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know what, what it is, is about causing me. this. Yeah. yeah. But now I'm like, well, let's do this. <laughs> Once people get to know me, they're fine. Yeah. I think. I come off as snobby, and I don't mean to. It's just I'm kind of quiet sometimes, and I like to sort of assess the situation before I talk a lot. Right. I hate that people associate quiet with that. Yeah. So that's my assumption. I'm not even sure if that's true. (laughs) Also, I don't hear well. This is another thing I've realized. (laughs) I don't hear well out of one ear. Guys, I'm going to raise money for Megan's hearing aid. (laughs) Sometimes people will say something, and I won't hear it. That could also make me look rude. Right. Also, I'll ask twice for you to repeat yourself. And if I still don't get it, she just smiles. But then I don't carry the discussion right. further because I don't know what we're talking about. Right. Maybe. See, I'm weird. <laughs> okay. So I don't know if Granger spent much time thinking about his weirdness. Right. In the shower. But he did spend a lot of time thinking about machines. So he ended up dropping out of school around eighth grade. He was born in 1948. So for so some like reason, that teenish. Yeah. And it seems less surprising to me that he dropped out in eighth grade. Like, I think it was kind of more of a thing back then. Right. And he started Reminds working. a little house on the prairie. Yeah. yeah. My papa dropped out in eighth grade. And he's like the best person I know. Yeah. I could go into a whole rant about okay. how the way people use education to exclude people. And I think it's annoying. Because oh, yeah. not everybody needs yep. to be whatever. But mm-hmm. okay. I won't. Yep. Right now. <laughs> We'll save that for another time. Those sheep. (laughs) (laughs) It would be great to just start throwing that out like all the time about everything. I think we need a Christmas. Oh, you're going to college? Sheep. (laughs) We need a Christmas sheep. Oh my God, we do. So he dropped out of school around eighth grade and started working in local mechanical shops. Oh. Here's the thing. 
Granger was incredibly smart. A lot of people quoted in the articles I read called him a genius, which is probably part of what made him a little socially awkward. I think right. he was one of those people who was like, he was so smart. That yeah. It was hard for him to interact with just us sheep. <laughs> um, okay. So Taylor could fix anything. By the time he was 16, he had restored a one-cylinder car and overhauled a bulldozer. And then he used that bulldozer to help people with their construction work and odd jobs. Like, he would find machinery that had just been, like, abandoned and left out there, and it was all overgrown or whatever. And he would, like, bring it home and restore it completely. It's incredible. I'm sure his mom was like, what? Another one? What are we doing today? (laughs) Yeah. They said that his parents' farm was just sort of littered with, like, big machines. So, he went on to restore an old steam locomotive that had been abandoned. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And then this is the coolest thing. He restored a World War II P-40 Kitty Hawk. And I was like, wow, that's so cool. What is that? (laughs) Really? He did? (laughs) So, I looked it up, and it's the airplane that you picture when you think of World War II airplanes. And he restored it. They painted the faces and stuff. Right. (laughs) And this ends up being how Granger makes money. He restores old machines that he finds, and then he sells them to collectors. It's an incredible hobby. That's wild. Like, yeah, who does that? It's yeah. amazing. One of the articles I read, this one is from Vice.com, interviewed this guy who used to be Granger's best friend, and his name is Robert Keller. He'd actually helped restore that Kitty Hawk, and he's one of the people who called Granger a genius. And about rebuilding the Kitty Hawk, Robert said that Granger, quote, had found a section of fuselage, fuselage, mm-hmm. Some landing gear, a partial cockpit, and an engine lying derelict in the woods. With only photographs as a guide, Taylor rebuilt the entire plane using repurposed metal signs and hot water heaters. Sitting beside the actual factory-built airplane, you'd never know the difference. Coolest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. So, he and Granger had met... just found pieces. Right. That's what I wonder, too. Like, what? They're just laying... This looks like it would work. Just laying out there in the field. In, in British Columbia, Vancouver Island. Amazing, guys. So Robert and Granger had met through a mutual hobby, smoking pot. <clears throat> and now this whole episode is an ad for legalizing marijuana. Don't be a sheep. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, read about it. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying so hard to stay on task. So let's stop for a minute. And think about the time we're in here and what's going on in the world. So Granger was born in 1948. Mm-hmm. So he grew up in the 50s. And I'm guessing we're somewhere in the 60s and 70s when he started hanging out with Robert. Right. Fixing the machines. The time of getting high. Getting right. high. And in the 40s and 50s, talk of UFOs, aliens, and all things outer space was a big part of mainstream culture. Right. We've covered several Oh, yeah. the things that happened in that time period related to aliens and UFOs. Mm-hmm. There was the Roswell incident in 1947 when a UFO absolutely crashed in New Mexico. For sure. And you will never convince me otherwise. Right. An incident in 1961 where a couple named Barney and Betty Hill said they were abducted by aliens mm-hmm. because they were yep. in New Hampshire. Then there's all sorts of stories from the World War II pilots about seeing strange lights in the sky. Yes. Large balls of light that were later referred to as Foo Fighters. Did you know that? Okay. I actually wrote this rant into the episode, so sorry. We're going to go on a tangent. But what? Do you want to hear my most unpopular opinion ever? Yeah. You don't like them? 
I don't like Foo Fighters. Okay. I thought I did. I thought I did. I went to a music festival a few years ago, and the Foo Fighters headlined. I was excited to see them. We got there. We stayed all day. We saw so many great bands. But at the end of the night, Foo Fighters get on stage, and Dave Grohl starts singing. And I was just like, I'm too tired. I can't jam with this. I just, I have to leave. Yeah. You know, I hit a wall. I get tired, and I'm going to yep. be asleep very fast. Yeah. If you're not giving her snacks, <laughs> she's going to go to bed. So as we're walking through the crowd to leave, I cannot tell you how mad people were at me <gasps> for leaving. And that is what made me decide I don't like the Foo Fighters right. anymore because the fans Are were horrible. so inc- – I had people cussing me out <gasps> because I dared to leave while Dave Grohl – was on stage. What if you were like, guys, I'm about to poop myself. <laughs> <laughs> I said but I'm like, I came to this festival for Nathaniel Rateliff yeah. and John Fogarty, and I've seen them play, and I'm happy. Let me live my life. Leave me yeah. alone. I liked Foo Fighters um, until the fans made me not like them. So yeah. anyway, about you. as always, art imitates life. And by the end of the 70s, we've got TV shows like Star Trek mm-hmm. and movies like Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Aliens oh, were man. a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the world that Granger and Robert are living in when Granger tells Robert, you know how I'm a genius with a gift for building machines? I'm going to build myself a spaceship. And then he did because he's like you, Kara. He says, I'm going to do this thing. And then he goes and does it, even though you're like, you didn't have a thought process for it, (laughs) but you jumped in or tried to do it. (laughs) Suddenly here we are. This must be an Aries. (laughs) It took him about a year. He got parts from the local dump, and he started welding it all together what to create a life-size spaceship. It was made out of two, like, satellite dishes, okay. like two bowls yeah. inverted on each other. And inside, there was a television, a couch, a wood-burning what? stove, books. What? It sounds like the most amazing Airbnb yes. ever. So, it looks like a spaceship and all, but it didn't run. Granger spent a lot of time in there trying to figure out how flying saucers were powered. Which is honestly something I have never thought about. But really, no. if you stop and think about it, and then add marijuana. How? <laughs> How? And you'd be like, Whoa. His mom's probably knocking on the spaceship. There, you've got about 12 tractors out here. <laughs> um, and there's some pieces. I, I really need to till this garden. Can you? Yeah. He's in there with his weed. He has yeah. no idea how much time has passed. Yeah. <laughs> it could have been three minutes. Yeah. It could have been three days. Who knows? Yeah. I... Allegedly. <laughs> right. I hear. Who knows? So he spent hours in there, and he slept in there sometimes, and he's just thinking. Yeah. Okay? I cannot overstate how much time Granger spent inside a spaceship. And I mean, I would, too. Like, if I built myself a spaceship, mm-hmm. I would be in there all the time. Yeah. Be like, I made this. It's like that super cool treehouse. Yes. That you want to get home from school and exactly. climb up in. Yeah. 100%. I want that right now. Same. So that was his life. And then Granger starts talking about how he had been communicating with aliens. Oh. He told his friends that he was receiving messages from someone in another galaxy. A galaxy far, far away. (laughs) He was like, I can't see who I'm talking to. Oh. The messages just show up in my head. Oh. Like, I don't know. How do you know that it's not just your thoughts? Right. What's the difference? How is it any different from me having a conversation in my head about things that haven't happened and could potentially never happen or happen in the shower? <laughs> and I 
Next or, thing you know, you're putting conditioner in your hair and you're like, how'd I even get in here? Maybe it's an alien who is trying to make you anxious. That's their That's job. Exactly. Just to make you doubt That's everything right. you've ever made. Yeah. Anybody with ADHD actually has aliens talking to them. He had been using a little radio to try and communicate with aliens for months. Oh, my gosh. And he surmised that they had probably reached out to him because they saw his willingness to communicate. He'd made a spaceship. And they're like, we okay, let's guy. talk to him. Yeah. yeah. He's a fan. Yeah. Here's another thing that plays into all this. Granger has started doing acid. Oh. So according to a couple of his family members, he had been taking acid a few times a day. Still, his friends were like, he's still a genius. Right. And they're like, he'd been doing a lot of acid throughout the summer, but he didn't seem to have any bad side effects from it. No bad trips or anything. I mean, unless you consider the whole on getting messages from outer space to be right. Your brain bad cells side are dissolving. Effect. Yeah. Right. I don't know. Regardless, Granger talked about being in telepathic contact it's hard to say well that's a lot being in contact telepathically that's probably better mm-hmm. with an alien a lot he told a friend he'd be invited to go on a trip to the solar system but he didn't give many details he was so matter of fact about it all and he talked about it so often that his friends were just like yeah sure that's what he does all day yeah and granger he's like logical he builds machines. Right. He's not some big storyteller. He's very analytical. Right. He doesn't have some big fantasy life he's living. Right. He was known for being honest. So this wasn't a guy looking for attention. He doesn't seem like the type to even care about that sort of thing. That's not the point. His friends weren't sure what to think. On one hand, it's a wild story. Like, right. your friend tells you that. It's like, huh. And it's like he's telling them every day. And they were like, maybe he just has some sort of vivid dream or mm-hmm. hallucination. On the other hand... They weren't completely willing to discount it either because if extraterrestrial intelligence were to contact anyone on Earth, it would be him. They're like, yeah, it'd be Granger. He's real smart. Yeah. He built himself a spaceship. Right. Here we are. What more do you want from him? Right. So on November 28th, 1980, which if you're listening to this on the day it comes out, the anniversary would be three days from now. Granger went to his stepfather and had a long talk with him, thanking him for everything he'd done. Like I said, uh, Granger's biological father had died when he was little, and Granger was just thankful for the way his stepfather had come in and taken care of him. He'd never made him feel— And he just let him be his nerdy self. Right. And then the next day, on the evening of November 29th, 1980, Granger went to a local diner, Bob's Grill. He was a regular there, so that was normal. He left the diner around 6.30 p.m. He had written a note and left it at his parents' farm, which his dad found when he came home that day. It said, Dear Mother and Father, I have gone away to walk aboard an alien spaceship as recurring dreams assured a 42-month interstellar voyage to explore the vast universe and then return. I am leaving behind all my possessions to you as I will no longer require the use of any. Please use the instructions in my will as a guide to help. Love, Granger. What? Mm-hmm. On the back of the note, there was a drawing that looked like a map. He had also left... Two wills with detailed instructions for what his parents should do with his stuff. And on the will, he'd crossed out deceased and put departed. Oh. Because he's like, I'm not dead. No. And with that, 32-year-old Granger Taylor disappeared. Oh, my gosh. His family and police spent months searching for him and his truck, and they found nothing. Aliens wanted him to bring his truck aboard? Well, I guess he had to take the truck to get to wherever he was meeting them. Yeah. Exactly 42 months later, 
On June 29, 1983, Granger's stepbrother, Douglas, he worked for the Canadian Coast Guard. Okay. And he set out on his patrol boat for half the night just watching the sky, looking for any sign of Granger and his spacecraft. Because remember, his note said 42 months. Eventually, he went to bed. Back at the Taylor farm, Granger's parents left their back door unlocked, just in case. Which I know, it gives me chills. Yeah. It's the sweetest, saddest thing. Yeah. Because you know... There was just a tiny part of them that was like, maybe this is what if it, yeah. Especially at that time period when there had been so much alien stuff right. in the news, right. it, it, it would be like, and, yeah. I mean, you would surely, for the most part, be like, "There's no way this is real," right? But, but on the other hand, where is he then? Yeah, or his truck, right? So, fifty-one months after Granger disappeared on March eighteenth, nineteen eighty-five, a reporter from the Times colonist visited. Granger's parents to do a story. The homemade spaceship was still there, although its door was broken, probably by kids playing. Mm -hmm. And inside the spaceship, though, things were still the same as when Granger had left them. There was old equipment littered all over the farm, steam pots from donkey engines, an old bulldozer, railroad artifacts, all leftovers of Taylor's passions. So here's a quote from the article. They are much the way Granger left them, too. The Taylors have tried to keep everything the same. His bed in his bedroom next to the kitchen is untouched. Mm. The plaques he saved from the engines he'd repaired, triumphs and trophies of his mechanical aptitude, hang on a cupboard door. His books are there, too. Paperbacks, mostly, with titles like Black Holes, The Secret Forces of the Pyramid, Flying Saucers Here and Now, and From Outer Space, stored now in a cardboard box. Mm. The Taylors desperately want to believe their son will come back, but after 51 months, it is tough to keep up hope. Oh. Yeah. I mean, it's just so sad. Yeah. The following year, in March of 1986, forestry workers found a blast site near British Columbia's Mount Prevost, mm-hmm. not far from the home where Granger had lived with his parents. For one, I'm like, six years later? Yeah. It takes them six years to find this blast site? Right. But I don't know anything you about British Columbia. Maybe it's stumbled upon it? I don't know. And also, it's not far from where he'd lived with his parents. Right. Scattered around the site were discolored fragments of what appeared to have once been a truck. Police were called, and according to the Montreal Gazette, human bone fragments were found at the scene. An official coroner's inquest concluded that the circumstantial evidence from the scene pointed to Granger Taylor being killed there. Oh, gosh. It said that he had been carrying dynamite in his truck. Apparently, that was normal. They used it to blast tree stumps. That was like a common thing at the time. Okay. Uh, Again. I don't know anything about British Columbia. No. And reading this makes me realize I, I really don't know anything about it's British like Columbia. Driving around in the wintertime here with like bags of sand salt and, and salt. Yeah. yeah. So they think the dynamite in the back of his truck went off either on purpose or by accident. Okay. DNA profiling was barely a thing then mm-hmm. and unavailable to police on Vancouver Island anyway. So the identity of those bone fragments was never definitively confirmed. Mm. But basically, it appears that on November 29th, 1980, Granger Taylor left a note for his dad, filled his truck with dynamite, and drove off into the woods, where he then blew himself and his truck up, either by accident or on purpose. My gosh. Right. For what it's worth, Granger's buddy Robert that we talked about at the beginning doesn't believe that Granger could have died by accident. Okay. He's like, Granger handled dynamite a million times. He knew how to handle it. It wouldn't have gone off by accident. Hmm. Whether or not he was suicidal is harder to sort out. Right. A few of his siblings were quoted in articles talking about how they think he was probably lonely. You know, he was just different. He didn't really fit in. Yeah. 
Robert could see Granger possibly wanting to disappear on purpose, but not necessarily via suicide. Yeah, he didn't want to, like, die. He just wanted to right escape. From what I could tell, it seems like Robert's hope is that Granger just went off somewhere and started a new life. Yeah. Then, of course, there are the conspiracy theories. Aliens blew up Taylor's truck to make it look like he died by suicide because mm-hmm. the voyage to the solar system was a one-way trip. Mm-hmm. Or the dynamite had been used to blast himself into space. Or this one is my favorite. Okay. He was so smart, and possibly due to his contact with aliens, Granger was recruited by a secret agency, and his death had to be faked. Oh, I like that. I just... He knew too much. Right. Or he knew so much that they needed his help. Right. That he knew so much they recruited him, but then he knew too much and he couldn't be around people. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to seem insensitive that I'm going all conspiracy theory on his death. Right. It's just that I, I just saw a video the other night where this guy's like, I don't understand people who don't believe in conspiracy theories because he's like, does it to you? Yeah. Because he's like, he's like, you mean at least? Not even one? Yeah. You think the government's telling us the truth about everything? Yeah. He's like, the government has to be in charge of a whole group of people. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm in charge of one person. His I lie to that person all the time. He's like, I lie to him all the time. And it's like, I don't know. I wouldn't, I don't find it completely crazy to think that could be true. He could have been recruited by some secret agency. I mean, he could be our neighbor. We don't know. I'm inclined, like Robert, to believe that. It would be very unusual for him to have accidentally blown himself up. There was one article I read that referred to a storm that night, but only one article I read mentioned it. But it made me wonder, like, could have been struck by lightning and accidentally gone off? Oh, yeah. If there was even a storm right. that night. I just don't know. I just, he talked for so long about going on this voyage with yeah. the aliens. Communicating with them. Was the whole thing a ploy for he was going to die by suicide? Was that always his plan then like it just seems strange it's a but it's a strange way to go about your it will to remove death from it mm-hmm. i find suicide to be the least likely mm-hmm. explanation yeah. i would say accident or conspiracy theory yeah which those would be the only other two options so <laughs> there's nothing covering all my bases because aliens are the option yeah <laughs> basically that's the story of Granger Taylor. Wow. I know. That's we wild. still don't really know what happened. I mean, I do assume it was definitely him that they found. I think mm-hmm. that blast site was him. I don't really question that. Right. But how and why and wow. Yeah. So there you go, guys. That's our story this week. Aliens. We'd love to hear what you think about it. Yeah. Let us know either in the Facebook group or you can message us. If you're secretly him, tell us. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. We'll keep it a secret. Absolutely. We would not tell anybody. No. If you're an alien, also, we want to know. Oh, we want to know. <laughs> I guess that's all we've got yeah. this week. Okay. We love you so much. Goodbye. Goodbye.